Welcome to the Vine Time with Melanie Bo. Today's guest is Andy Husbands from Smoke Shop Barbecue in Boston. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. Welcome. Thanks for coming. Happy to be here. Good, good, good. So you've got a couple of these. Smoke Shop Barbecue, you have a couple. Where was the original one? The first one was uh, Kendall Square, one mm-hmm. Kendall Square. Uh, we yeah. opened about, uh, we opened in June of 2016. Sure. And then you have how many? Uh, we have six right now. Right. Trying to get to 10. That's kind oh, of our nice. goal. Nice. All around Greater Boston? Yeah, well, I think we've done Boston proper, you know, Somerville, Cambridge kind of, we're good. Yeah. Um, so now we're looking out uh, out west, out north right now. Good. Maybe the Cape? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe the Cape. I love the Cape, but yeah, uh, probably not. Um, okay, cool. So how we met was through the restaurant you used to own on Tremont Street, correct? Mm-hmm. Tremont 647, that's correct. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me about that. Was that your first restaurant? Yeah, I opened that when I was 26 years old in 1996. Right. And um, it was what an adventure. I had that for 20 years, believe it or not. Uh, I, I opened up a, a rest, uh, an extension of, the, of it called Sister Sorrel Next Door. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still part of the same restaurant, but it was kind of more of a, a bar kind of thing next door and had that for 20 years. It was, it was a really cool experience. Right. It was back when the South End was totally different too. It was so up and coming. Yes. Like all the cool restaurants were there. I mean, I remember we were, we lived in Dorchester. So when we wanted to go out, out, we didn't have many options. We had like Alba and Quincy. And this is before Abbey Park and all that stuff was built. Or, and and then we had to go to town, but we used to go to the South End. It was either Cambridge or the South End at that stage. So you were right at that the cusp of all the things blowing up there. And so you started yeah. as a chef. Is that where did where was your chefing experience? Where did that start? Oh, um, I mean, I've been cooking since I was 14. Um, oh. but uh, I went to Johnson and Wells and yes. um uh sous chef on a call on Block Island when I was young, which I will tell you very interesting. I was thinking about this that I was 19 years old on the island that I'd never been to before, and I, I got a job as uh, a sous chef. Mm-hmm. And they paid me $300 a week for six and a half days. Wow. And uh, six and a half days a week. That's how much I worked. And I, 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 and I know if you start doing the math, it's like $5 an hour. Um, but it was, the so happy coolest, to have that money best, it was, it was the best experience. Right. It was a great experience. You know, right. I, I loved every minute of it. It was hard, but I, I just loved it. So, you know, that was kind of where, where, and then, um, so I, I you know, after I graduated, uh, Johnson Wales, uh, most notably, I work for Chris Lessinger at the East Coast Grill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my mentor. He's he's just an amazing man. You know, James Beard Award winning cookbook author. He's just yeah. a cool dude that was a great guy to work for. Sure. Where was that? East Coast. Uh, Inman Square. Inman Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking it's mm. in, it's in Cambridge somewhere. You know, when I first yeah. lived in Boston, well, I, when I first lived in Boston, I went to Northeastern. So I was in the back bay. And then when I went back to Boston as an as an adult, I suppose when I graduated from college, I lived in Somerville and worked in Harvard Square. So I I was in that area a lot, and I like I know yeah. the Druid, and you know I used to hang out in the the Burren and the Druid, and what's the other one? The other one in Central Square. Anyhow, I mm. I was frequenting all the Irish bars, and then I found Irish yeah. bars in Chester. And so uh, yeah, but I remember <laughs> East Coast Grill. We used to go there, and it was really like 
great spot. Is it still there? It's gone, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's all changed. You know, Chris, Chris retired, and uh, he sold sold the sold the the property or whatever. But um, you know, it was a place. If you think about it, in 1984 when they opened, they were doing live fire, big flavors. Yeah. It just was. There was a lot of cutting edge stuff that was happening, and he was on the forefront of that. It's sure. such a cool thing what he did. Right. Um, and it's great experience. And, and you know what else he did? Yeah, he made it an experience. That's right. what he did. He made it fun, right? So that's what it's all about. Cool. You know, my girlfriend used to always mm-hmm. run around when everybody was freaking out in the restaurant, and she was like, "You know, people, this is just food and beverage. It's just food and beverage. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> all need to calm down. It's just food and drinks." <laughs> but at the same time, too, you know, there's some magic that happens there, and and you know, you got to be in the business to kind of get it, you know, or get addicted to it. Yeah, I, I worked um for for three years for Chef Raymond Ost in Harvard Square. So I did that. Oh, I love Raymond. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he'll be on soon. I'm gonna go see him tomorrow. He's at Wilson Farm in uh, Lexington now. And uh, yeah. You know. So my 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 fourth location mm-hmm. is located at Eight Holyoke. Oh, okay. Wow. Is it the same so building? That is where Sandrine's. Oh, was. is it the same building? Oh, wow. Isn't yeah. It It'd be crazy to be in that building. Yeah. I spent a lot of time there, but that was my learning. That was like this. I'd been in the restaurant business forever. I worked in bars forever. I never really absorbed or learned anything. And when I went to Sandrine's, it was like, nope, you were going to learn this. <laughs> it. You're going to learn French wine, whether you like it or not, you know? And uh, yeah. it was really, you know, the beginning of it all. So I'm so grateful for them. And we used to have so much fun. The Hasty Pudding Theater was right next door. It's right next door to you now. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. You get people from the event coming over. We do. We, yeah, yeah I mean, it's say. it's a kind of a, you know, it's a hopping area. There's just yeah. people everywhere. Yeah, um, you know, took well. a took a little bit of a dip during the pandemic, but it's it's all back yeah, now. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, so I, I we had a couple of celebrities come in at different times through the Hasty Pudding or not, but uh, Barry Keough has gotten uh, he's been nominated for the Hasty Pudding Award this year. So when it, when is it? Do you know? I have no idea. You don't know? Yeah. Anyhow. It's soon because I just read about it. I know that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's quite amazing. It's funny because I met him in Dublin once upon a time. Many years ago, I worked in a pub, and I remember this guy saying, yeah, that's my nephew. He's going to be a famous movie star. And here he is. So well (laughs) done. Well done, Barry, right? And so, you know, Boston, are you from Boston or are you from somewhere else? I was born in Seattle, and I lived there for 14 years. And then then I moved out, out here to... To go to high school so oh, okay yes and no i've been here long enough to be a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a new englander but uh, where'd you, you go know, originally from seattle yeah uh well half of my freshman year i was in seattle but after that i went to needham high oh needham in okay. uh in needham mass yeah, yeah, yeah go yeah. rockets i love it i love it i love boston well mm-hmm. i'm going back down there tomorrow so maybe i'll see you i'll come get some barbecue at some point um so yeah, you know why barbecue great question mm-hmm. um I love you know, and the funny thing was, until I was 21 years old, uh, when I started working at the East Coast Grill, because they had Jake and Earl's Dixie Barbecue next door, I had never had a real rib. I had never had real brisket, real pulled pork, never in my life. And it was very eye opening, you know, because you think it's like at that time, I'm like, oh, that's a down market thing. And, you know, it's not what I want to do. I want to be a fancy chef. Right. Um, Well, while um, while I was. uh, Owning Tremont 647, a group of my best friends got together and we started competing in barbecue competitions. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And yeah. 
you know, and it, it's just a lot of fun. You know, think of it's like a weekend of fishing or or golf. You know, there's a lot of cussing, a lot of bourbon, a lot of laughing, right. uh, and some competition. And we were not very good in these competitions. And after about five years, we decided to get really good at it. And through hook and crook and, you know, lots of practice, uh, we became very good. And, uh, you know, we uh, became the first non-Southern team to win the World Championships of Barbecue in Lynchburg, Tennessee. Oh, wow. That's um, aggressive. Yeah. So, and then, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, super, it was very exciting. And, 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 and um, it's a lot of hard work. It is. And yeah. along the way. Along the way, you realize it's more than cooking barbecue. And barbecue is a feeling, you know, it's a verb, it's a noun, it's people are barbecue, you know, it's like, right. a, it's a way of life and it's a family. And like, we got to know everybody and it really is a special thing for me. I'll put it this way, metaphorically. When you cook a brisket, when someone cooks a brisket, if I was cook a brisket and you're coming to my house, that's going to take me 14 hours. And nobody cooks a brisket for themselves. So- I'm going to spend 14 hours of my time giving, right, to somebody else. Sure. And it's such a cool way mm -hmm. or thought about it. It's similar to making wine, right? And, right. And, and, and the energy and time and love that goes yeah. into, into a bottle, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I just fell in love with it. And as I told you, I own Tramont. As you knew, I own Tramont 647. Mm -hmm. I had it for 20 years. At about year 15, I was thinking about my next move. I wanted to do something different. Right. You know, um, I wanted a new challenge. I felt I had got my master's in restaurants, but I love this space of hospitality. Mm -hmm. And I partnered with a guy named Brian Lesser. He's, he's an awesome, awesome guy. Mm -hmm. And we decided to open up a multi-unit barbecue place. I mean, that was yeah. really like kind of on the back of a napkin over a drink. Here's the plan. Let's do it. Right. And uh, it's been great. We've been opening about one a year now, a little less. Hopefully open two or three this year, maybe. And you know, it's something so it's Boston been... doesn't we have a we have a bit of barbecue up here. You know, we had salvage, which just closed mm -hmm. badly because salvage was spectacular. I don't know if yeah. you have barbecue up here, but we have noble, we had salvage, there's a couple more. And so we we have a bit of barbecue here. And but like in Boston, there wasn't really anything. Like, so there wasn't I mean, is there, is there any competition for you really? There was sweet cheeks. That yeah, is, I mean when I love sweet sweet cheeks, she's and yeah. she does a good job. Um, right. um, there's blue ribbons. Red bones is still around. Oh, um, I, I don't even know. I don't that know if they do inside good. dining though. They might be just delivery. Blue, blue ribbon is really just delivery. Um, so for our style, it would be kind of us, sweet cheeks, and fireflies and Marlboro. There's some. Oh, oh, love rusty can. Uh, he's in Byfield, I think. So nothing really close. Right, right. Nothing in the city. Here's the interesting thing. Yeah. When you think about barbecue and people go, oh, barbecue. No, no, you know, there there isn't. If you think about it in every city, in every town, in every place, and outside of Boston or in Boston, there's a Chinese restaurant, there's a Japanese restaurant, yeah. there's a uh, uh, an Italian restaurant. Well, you you name it, right? People thought that people in New England didn't want barbecue. I guess because I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, this is February, right? No, this is yeah, end of February. We're serving eight thousand people a week, That's crazy. and in two months, I'll be serving thirteen thousand people a week, right? So right. people in just like people want Italian food in, in Georgia, they want it here, they right. want barbecue as well, they want Mexican, they want all those things. Sure. So and, um, and the, the percentage yeah. of your business that like like what is how much takeout are you doing compared to to Eden? Like you know, 
So we're, I mean, we're, a, we are a sit down kind of a fancier place. We're a sit down place. You know, we sell, right. we have, we have Massachusetts largest American whiskey list. Oh, nice. Um, so I have like, you know, each, each location has somewhere between 250 and 450 labels. Right. Um, so <clears throat> we do a lot of sit down, but uh, takeout, you know, was probably 10% before the pandemic. We're probably at 20 to 22% right now. Okay. Oh, that's good. It's a it's a beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Well, and we're a we're a value we're a value brand. So a bag is like heavy and full and delicious. Right. You know? Good, good, good. So talk to me about bourbon. What is your favorite bourbon? Well, I'm a guy who will drink anything. So you know, right. which you probably knew. Um, you know, because I'm I'm a good with a Jack and Coke. No problem. Um, you know, I, I always say I'll try anything once. Um, I wine, whiskey, you name it. I'll try anything once. I'll give it a try. You know, yeah. Um, I'm a um, you know, uh, wow. I just met the owners of Garrison. They're out of Texas. Yeah, real good, really good bourbons, really good profiles. Uh, you know, Angel uh, Angel Envy is one you kind of see everywhere, and it's kind of a higher end. I like that. I'm good with Bullet though. That's that's good. You know, we've got all the high end stuff, but I don't gravitate toward that. Even though I could probably drink it for free because I own the place, it's not something I really gravitate. You know. Um, I think there's so many dynamic ones in the kind of the twenty to forty dollar range for a bottle uh, that I'm always. I think you know, another really look, really amazing um, bourbon I used to sell. I used to sell bourbon, so I sold. I worked for Southern, but in Maine, selling spirits. But I I really like Elijah Craig is the one I'm always mentioning. But I love Elijah Craig. Awesome, awesome, just, delicious. You no, know, it's just my go to. And then, uh, but I like Whistle Pig too. And Angel's Envy is delicious. You know, it's it's aged with mm. uh, those, yep. uh, um, so. Yeah, people always often ask what's my favorite, and, and I'm you know we have so many labels. I'm always just honestly, I haven't drank the whole list. It, right. it would be insane. So I'm always trying new stuff. So good, good, good. Oh, nice. We're an open state too, so you can probably you know, get your hands on a whole lot more than anybody could everywhere else. And so, um, what do you think? <laughs> do you think that you know bourbon is the trend with with barbecue, or are people drinking anything else? Uh, well, for us, I mean, because we have so heavily bourbon, oh, yeah. that's about, you know, most of what we sell, we sell about 4% wine. Um, <clears throat> but what I like to think about, so when you think about bourbon, uh, you think about uh, charred oak, you think about spice, you think about heat, uh, vanilla, uh, fall spices, um, and all those kind of thoughts or, or terms, you know, are terms that are used with barbecue. Right. So it's interesting oh, how, you know, barbecue came, comes about when we right. think about bourbon, we think about, I mean, it could be made anywhere as we know now, but we do think about the South. And again, when we think about barbecue, we think about the South and there's a reason for that. It's similar to like sake and sushi in Japan, right? French wine, French food. Um, so um, I just think for us, it was kind of a, a an easy play because I'm a, I'm a, I, I love both of them. I love bourbon, right? I love whiskey. Um, so for us, it was easy, easy, uh, easy to do. But with that said, beer, of course, is, is pretty big. That's our second biggest, uh, after, after, um, after liquor. Um, you know, we don't, you know, we've been selling a margarita. We have a blood orange margarita on the menu. It sounds like crazy right now. Um, but, um, wine, I would love to sell more wine. I think right. wine pairs with barbecue. I think champagne or bubble is rosé phenomenal with barbecue yeah for sure i don't think i don't think our guests think that way 
And 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 maybe some do. We see. Yes. When No. I think of barbecue, I think of like Malbec because I think Malbec and meat. And, and then I think Yes. like Syrah, which is my, my favorite grapes and anything with a little bit of spice. I like Primitivo. I think, you know, all these things that have like a little bit of that spice to it that would pair really well, but they're big enough to hold up to it, you know, and even like a Yeah. rose, like a Malbec rose or something like that. Mm hmm Really Uh, a, a, a zin. Um, but even like a, see, I think even like a buttery Chardonnay would go well. Like to me, that works well. Um, and when I'm at home and we have people over and I'm doing barbecue, it is wine that we're pairing with. Oh, good. Um, just, I mean, mainly, you know, look, who wants to drink a bunch of, you know, <laughs> a bunch of bourbon during the day, right? Uh, we're, I'm a little older now, so a little wiser, as they say. Um, It's But funny. yeah, that's what they're drinking. Beer, though, craft beer is still strong. But, you know, it, 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 our number one beer um, is either going to be Coors Light, Mordello, or Bud Light. I mean, it's those three that are up there. Um, you know, and, and look, we have Trillium. We have, um, you know, fancier beers, right? But, um, the you know, the, the light, quick, easy, people love it. I got no problem with it. Yeah, and that's okay. Whatever people, you know, what they, whatever they want. It's so interesting, like the the different trends and in, in spirits. So it's you know how tequila is just this whole other market that just took off from COVID. You know, we watched it here. I mean, it was just on the brink of like sort of sprouting and everybody having their own celebrity tequila. And next thing you know, COVID hit and everybody was we. You know, when when the big companies pulled back, they pulled the purse strings, thinking, "Oh my God." We're in uncertain territory right now. It's 2020. We don't know what's going to go on. And then we couldn't keep product on the shelf. You know, we couldn't keep high-end bourbons and tequilas. And all of a sudden, everybody out of COVID came out either a bourbon or a tequila fishing out. They know, they know everything about it. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, there's some really good tequilas out there, too. But anyhow, and I kind of think tequila would go well with, bar uh, with barbecue, but that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people want to go, um, you know, I think they think to do like smoky. And I don't know if that's really the way to go with the tequila. Like, I'd rather be crisp and clean, but I think, um, and the acid is nice Yeah. uh, you know, whether you're doing like, you know, with grapefruit or margarita or what have you. Yeah. Right. Right. Look. Any good beverage goes well. I, I'm not Absolutely. a, So what's I'm your not favorite? a drink snob, you What's know? your favorite thing to cook? That's such an interesting question. I love that question. So the, and, and, and so I've, um, in about two months, I'll be celebrating my ninth year, uh, wedding anniversary. And, um, I don't think I've ever cooked the same thing twice for my wife. Mainly because I don't follow recipes. Now things have been very, very similar, of course. Um, So what I like to cook is what I want to cook. Right. So what the guests want, what we believe the guests, you know, want to eat, right? Hopefully it's the same stuff that we like, but, um, you know, for, so for me, um, I just like to go to the store. I just saw some, um, lamb shanks the other day and I'm like, Oh, I want to kind
I love to cook with them. I'm trying to teach. I want, I, they will learn to cook. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be, be a chef, but I want them right. to know how to be proficient. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> right now, <clears throat> right now we just work on like muffins and breads and stuff. And right. we made pasta on, we made red pasta on Valentine's day. Right. So that's what I like to do. Yeah. It's funny because Chef Ost used to, when I worked at Sandrine's, he used to have a kid's um, cooking class there too, which is really cool. Mm. I'm teaching, my oldest actually lives here in Portland. He works at Gritty McDuff's. You've probably heard of their beer. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they're no longer selling, sadly. They're, they're only selling in their brew pubs now because they scaled back a couple of years ago. But my son works for them and he he was on the floor and he's like, no, I want to be in the kitchen. He wants to learn. So, you know, mm. they, he keeps pestering me to make stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's it. Get in here. I'm going to teach you. Cool. <laughs> then you'll know how hard it is to make you know thai peanut noodles <laughs> and then this week i showed him how to make chili and it's like bit by bit by bit but it, it's good to teach them something there's something very um nurturing about cooking too you know yeah, absolutely it's just amazing i love food you know everywhere i go it's like oh my god you know when we were in sicily this summer just the food everywhere was amazing right uh, so you know any ideas about doing anything other than barbecue we're just sticking with barbecue right now for now, I have some ideas that I want to do in a few years, um, uh, maybe, you know, five years or so. But um, for now, I, I'm really kind of learning what – so I, it's not apples to apples, restaurant to restaurant, meaning what, owning one or two restaurants is is nothing like owning five, six restaurants. It's a yeah. whole other world sure. um, in so many ways. Um, that I'm just really trying to learn this job and right. enjoy it. And um, I'm building something with really cool people who I really, you know, I can see there's, we have a lot of great team members and some of them, like a, a lot of them, I can see like, grow, you know, growing with us, which is super cool. Like that's right. the, kind of the fun thing. So that's really what I'm doing. And, 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 and it's so varied, so intense. Um, I enjoy it so much. Um, so for now, this is what I'll do. I, you know, I've written six cookbooks. I'm noodling another one. Maybe got to figure out what I want to say. Where um, are you on Amazon? Oh yeah. Hey, okay. Okay. Good. Sorry, that's my book. Good. But, uh, good. Oh yeah. So my book, my book Pitmaster sold. Uh, we're close to seventy thousand copies, I think. Nice. So um, yeah, so that one sells really well. We like to joke that it took us five books to, uh, sorry, four books to write one good one. Um, no. but, uh, yeah, that's all we good. This is, a, this is interesting. This is a note, note to self. Um, my last cookbook, um, is all about like a large part. It's like, bar it's about barbecue in my restaurant and about large party dining and large, you know, events, like a big brunch at your house and all kind of with barbecue meats. And it's really kind of cool. Right. But fun fact, don't write a book that's for large party dining two months before a pandemic. Oh, it right. will not sell. Right, right, right. So right. I, you know, like, like, you know, so I forgot I had written a book, and then like yeah. in September, I'm like, oh wait, that, I wonder how that's doing. And like, it, it has not. I mean, it sells because we sell through the restaurant, but it just, you know, you, you, no one's buying a book about large parties during the pandemic. Right, right, right. So, yeah. Who knew, right? I, it's funny. Yeah, so, um, yeah. you know, again, you know, it all goes back to like this nurturing thing. Getting back to the running multiple units, you know, it's almost like growing a garden, right? You just plant mm -hmm. a seed and you plant a seed here and you plant a seed <laughs> and you come back and, you know, it's, it's, it's gotta be incredibly, you gotta be on top of things and very organized, but it's nice to see those seeds grow, you know? So. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, what happened to us is we got to three units mm -hmm. and everything started to fall apart. And yeah. I had to kind of change my management team that was around me 
right. and bringing people from like uh, who had done multiple units. Right. And then we got to six units, kind of all started to fall apart. And now we're in a big management shift now. Right. And, um, you know, it's just kind of just learning what we need and, you know, your team members and, and just taking care of them. Um, so, you know, I'm just learning and, right. and having fun. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Wonderful. So I ask all of my guests this and I will ask you, what do you love? Oh, I love my family and I love my twin daughter. It's, it, it, you know, I'm an older, old dad, as they say, <clears throat> I'm an old dad, as they say, and, um, I, I couldn't be happier, you know, uh, being, being a father is, 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 uh, is just super special. And my wife is awesome. So she, and, you know, she's, she's really, she does a great job with them. So that's what I love. Good. Well, well done. Congratulations <laughs> on everything. And so, um, I'm going to ask you for your song as we depart, if you have one. Yeah. I do. Uh, and this isn't uh, necessarily about me, but I, I just want to uh, then listen to this guy. Uh, it's The song is called Remind Me to Smile, and it's by Gary Newman. Gary Newman. All right. I'm sure I can. N-U-M-A-N. And that is, you You know who Gary Newman is because he sang Cars in the 1980s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Of course. So everybody knows that song. Right. Um, and uh, it's on an album called Telecon. And I just, <laughs> I've been listening to that album a lot. Right. Excuse me. You need to listen to that album a lot, and and I just enjoy it. Yeah, it's a great album. Okay. Well, listen, it has been wonderful talking with you, and I will certainly stop by. I'm coming to Boston soon, so I'll come in and have some barbecue, uh, or maybe too. But thank you so much, and have a wonderful day. Thank you. (laughs) 